we're talking together, and I'm glad you've joined me to, to, to be a part of that, we're talking together about what it really means to let Jesus be the Lord of our lives. If he's truly Lord of all, and we want him to be the Lord of our lives, then what does that entail and what's involved and what goes on? And we've talked about how he's come to live in our bodies, and our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we want to continue to, to follow that, that idea today, but go a little different direction. And what we want to talk about is that if we really let him be the Lord of our lives, God is enough for whatever we face or whatever task he gives us or whatever difficulty comes into our life. And I want to read from Lamentations chapter 3. I begin with verse 19. Jeremiah writes, I remember my affliction and my wandering, the wilderness and the gall, and I remember them. And my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I said to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. I believe that Jeremiah was discovering something. He was in the midst of a terrible period in his life. He has he has seen his own family plot to kill him. His own church or our worship place made him a laughing stock, and his only colleague uh, regretted he had ever met him. He was placed in a pit to die. He was persecuted and abused. He watched the destruction of his highest hopes and his fondest dreams. He saw his nation fall apart. He saw an enemy come in and take over that nation. He saw many of his friends and neighbors taken away into captivity. And it was a tough time for, for Jeremiah. But Jeremiah discovered something. He discovered that because God is the king of his life, that he can give him what he has to have, that day by day and morning by morning, God's grace was sufficient. And see, when we're threatened like that, if Jesus is our Lord, God's mercies are there. And, and I think what we have to do is when we feel that we have to keep God and life's difficulties separated. See, Jeremiah said, I remember my affliction and my wondering, the bitterness and the gall, and I will remember them and my soul is downcast. In other words, Jeremiah saw that he was in a time of distress and difficulty and problems that were overwhelming and that were bigger than himself. And if he looked at those problems, he would be downcast. He would be discouraged. He would be completely dissatisfied. And he recognized that. And so with us, we have to realize that it's not God who's walked out on us because he never does. No matter what the problem is, the sickness is, the difficulty is, the hardship is, God is there, and he's enough to see us through that if we put our trust in him. It was not God who took advantage of you and allowed your employee to get a promotion that you should have gotten. It was not God who was driving that car drunk and hit, hit that person that you loved. On and on we could go. You see, you have to separate an unfair world, a sinful world, and God. God allows but does not cause it. It was not God uh, who sexually abused you as a small child, but it was a sinful person who did that. And we don't want to get God 
and people and life on this earth mixed up together in one big pile because that's, that's not going to help us be able to walk with God. But when your faith is in distress, you feel disappointed with God and you feel like that maybe, maybe God's kind of let you down. But you see, when we let him be the Lord of our lives, we come to that place where we begin to say, Lord, it's not what happens to me. It's what I do with what happens to me. It's not what other people do to me, but it's my trust in you that makes the difference. And what we have to focus on is the greatness of our God. Jeremiah said, yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. He calls to mind the greatness of God. My part is to focus on who God is and to recognize his great love. He says, because of the Lord." It's great love. We are not consumed. You see, God's love keeps us from being consumed by life's problems and difficulty. Focus on his love. Remember, call to mind the cross. Call to mind that God so loves you that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Remember how much he loves you. Remember that his love has seen you through in the past. And he will see you through in the future. He says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. That means it never runs out. That means the bucket of his love is never dry. That means the well of his love is never without what you need. Jeremiah 31, 34 tells us, I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. That's the kind of God he is. John says, there's no fear in love and perfect love drives out fear. Our greatest need is to know that we are unconditionally, completely, totally loved without any strings attached. You see, only God can meet your need for unconditional love. Most people put conditions on their love. God does not put any conditions on his love. He just loves us because he loves us. He also talks about God's great compassion. We need to focus on that. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. God is compassionate toward us in every way. He never fails to have that concern for us. And you see, somebody said, yesterday God loved me. Today he'll do the same. How long will this continue? Forever. Praise his name. Yes, he loved me yesterday. He loves me today. And he's going to love me tomorrow. And his compassion and mercy are going to work every day for the rest of my life and on into eternity. Every morning we need to connect with God so he can show his compassion. And we need to let him show us that he is willing to do that. And we need to focus on God's great faithfulness. Uh, Jeremiah says, great is your faithfulness. You see, God is faithful all the time. I'm faithful some of the time. You're faithful some of the time. God's faithful all of the time. No matter what our conditions are, what our difficulties are, God's faithful. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2, if we are faithless, he will remain faithful. He never stops being faithful. But what we need to do when we sense life like this, and he's our Lord, we need to choose to act in faith, just trusting him as our Lord to continue to do what he said he will do. The Lord is my portion, Jeremiah said, therefore I shall wait for him, my portion. And, and I'll trust him in spite of what's going on, in spite of what's happening, I'll wait on him, I'll trust in him, I'll depend on him, I'll put my hope in him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, Jeremiah said. 
We have to put our hope in Him. You can put your hopes in people, be terribly disappointed. Put your hope in Him. If He's the Lord of your life today, depend on Him. He's there. Let Him be everything to you you need. God bless you. Have a great day.